does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Hour number two, Indiana Sports Talk Network, Indiana. Thanks for joining us. I'm Derek Schultz. Feels like it's a good time for an update. What say you, Brad Huber? Let's do it. Thank you very much, Derek Schultz, and good evening, everybody. A busy night of sports across the state. Let's begin at the softball level. And before we talk IHSAA softball, let's congratulate the Trine Thunder on their NCAA Division III Softball National Championship. They lost game one against Salisbury on Tuesday before winning games two and three on Wednesday. So again, Trine winning the NCAA Division III Softball National Championship. IHSA softball going on in West Lafayette on the Purdue University campus. Game one today, North Posey. The Vikings winning the two-way state championship 3 to nothing, And how about pitcher Erin Hone? She is a Michigan commit, so she'll be headed to Ann Arbor next year. She pitched a no-hitter today and then also hit a walk-off home run in the bottom of the seventh to give the Vikings a 3-0 championship over the Andrean 59ers. In the 3A game ongoing right now in the top of the 7th, and it's looking good for New Prairie. The Cougars, they scored two in the top of the 6th to give the lead for the 2. They are now in the top of the 7th. Tri-West will have one more opportunity in the bottom of the inning to try to win the state championship from New Prairie. Basketball we go, and how about the Indiana Fever picking up their second win of the season, beating the Minnesota Lynx 71-69. Kelsey Mitchell led all scorers with 22 points tonight. The Ohio State uh, graduate playing for Indiana, scoring 22 points. High school basketball going on right now down in Owensboro, Kentucky, the Indiana-Kentucky All-Star Game. The girls' game earlier today went to Kentucky, 72-62. Layla Hall for Indiana led all scorers with 22 points. And at the half, Kentucky leads Indiana 49-37. Not as bad as what it was early with Kentucky leading 22-3. How about Marcus Burton, 24 points for Indiana. Again, Kentucky 49-37. These teams will play again at Bankers Life or Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis coming up tomorrow night. To baseball we go. The Super Regionals for the NCAA Division I Baseball Tournament was supposed to be played in Terre Haute, hosted by Indiana State, but because of Special Olympics, it's being moved to TCU. TCU won game one today, 4-1. to one. They scored three runs in the third inning, and Indiana State had a home run in the bottom of the ninth. Wasn't enough, though. TCU winning 4-1. to one. Game two will be tomorrow at 6, game three if necessary, on Sunday. Minor League Baseball, we just heard from Howard Kelman and the Omaha Storm Chasers got the best of the Indy Indians, 6-2 tonight, victory field. The Lansing Lugnuts got the best of the South Bend Cubs, 5-4 up in South Bend. And one other game going on right now, it's Quad Cities leading the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, 6-5. That is in the bottom of the seventh inning. 
Du Bois County Bombers beat the Muhlenberg Stallions 9-4 today in Collegiate League Baseball. Major League Baseball, the Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Detroit Tigers 11-6. The Pittsburgh Pirates beat the New York Mets 14-7. And other scores as the Chicago White Sox and the Miami Marlins tied at 1 in the bottom of the 7th. It is the Cleveland Guardians and the Houston Astros tied at 6 in the bottom of the 10th. The Oakland A's leading the Milwaukee Brewers 5-2 in the bottom of the 5th. St. Louis Cardinals leading the Cincinnati Reds 5-1 in the top of the 7th. Getting underway shortly, Chicago Cubs will be at the San Francisco Giants. In the NBA Finals, the Denver Nuggets leading the Miami Heat 63-55. That's with 8 minutes to go in the third quarter of play. And the leading score out of everybody right now is Nikola Jokic for Denver with 18 points. We'll keep an eye on that throughout the rest of tonight as well. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. It's Indiana Sports Talk, Network Indiana. I'm your host, Derek Schultz. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making us part of your Friday night. Hopefully you'll make us part of your Saturday night because I'm back tomorrow in the big chair for Coach Bob Lovell on his summer break for Indiana Sports Talk Dos Numero Dos. That actually sounded, I shouldn't say the dose, D-O-S-E, and then numero dose, because that doesn't really roll off the tongue as well. We've got a lot to talk about, though, tonight, and uh, a lot happening. Certainly for a June weekend in Indiana, this is a very, very busy sports night. Uh, Brad Huber's had no problem filling a a five-minute sports update with everything that we've got cooking tonight. But one thing that I wanted to highlight that Brad had just mentioned, congratulations to the Indiana Fever. Win number two, and look, this is going to be a long slog for them. This is going to be a, I, I don't know how many cliches I want to pull out here, a, a marathon, not a sprint. It's going to take a minute for the fever to climb out of the abyss that they had fallen into over the past couple of years, being one of the most consistent winning franchises in women's pro basketball for so long, for a, really a, a decade, and really for their entire existence, thanks in large part to Tamika Catchings, to becoming the worst franchise in the league seemingly overnight um, over the last five or six years, um, you can see signs that things are starting to turn for them. You can see it. Uh, they've been much, much, much more competitive in all of their games, so even their losses – Two and five right now, but four of those losses have come by single digits. And you see the talent starting to come together here. It still needs more seasoning, but Aaliyah Boston winning WNBA Rookie of the Month, the top overall pick in the draft. Um, Melissa Smith and and her talent, the number two pick from a year ago. Kelsey Mitchell, always reliable and pound for pound their best player. And, and some progress from others. Lexi Hull did not have a great shooting game tonight. Um, but there's still some potential there. I, I've enjoyed having Erica Wheeler back. She's such a great personality, has an amazing story of where she came from to becoming the uh, professional player that she became and an all-star in this league. And then, you know, Queen Egbo and, and of course, Grace Berger from uh, from IU, uh, part of that rookie class along with Alyssa Boss. Th- there's a lot to like here with the Fever and – uh, a, a, a lot to, I think, be excited about, be optimistic about for the first time in a long time. And it's not just Aaliyah Boston. It's it's the whole group of it and, and kind of stacking some of these draft picks, at least the ones that they haven't released, 
on top of each other. And you knew, I've always been just a gigantic Lynn Dunn fan, and you knew that when Lynn Dunn kind of was brought back in to grab the reins of this thing, that she was going to drag them out of this. Now, long term, they're going to have to find other people to kind of bring this thing along, but there's really no reason to me that the Indiana Fever can't be one of the prime franchises in women's professional basketball. There's just no reason for it. Um, they always have been really up until the last couple of years. And it, it's, it stinks. It, it's really a, been a missed opportunity, I think, for the Fever the last couple of years where women's basketball is just it's burning white hot right now. People just want to be a part of it. P- people want to watch it. People want to buy the gear. People want to go to an, an autograph signing and an Iowa Cubs game and stand in line for four hours for the chance to high-five Caitlin Clark. Like, people just can't get enough of women's basketball right now. And I feel like the fever, unfortunately, just the timing of their descent to the bottom of the league over the past couple of years, it's really been a missed opportunity for them to strike here while the iron's hot. The good news is is that I think the iron's going to stay hot for a while. I, I don't think this this thirst and this interest in women's basketball is going anywhere. I think it's just going to grow. Um, but you wish that they those two things could have coincided. Like, you're seeing it right now with IU, where the IU women's program and Terry Morin and this interest in women's basketball, this story isn't the same story if it would have happened 10 years ago. It's just, it's just not. Um, they, they wouldn't be selling out Assembly Hall 10 years ago. Because it, it just wasn't in the place that it is right now. But women's basketball on all levels, I, I think people are finally realizing, hey, now that I'm finally giving this a chance, and now that other people are giving this a chance, this is a good product. I want to watch this. This is fun. This is entertaining. And we don't need to always compete things or, 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 or stack things up against one another as a competition well the nba is this level and the w i i like them for different reasons just like i like men's college basketball and and men's pro basketball for different reasons and if you're not watching life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy all hits no skips Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You're still shut off to the WNBA. I suggest you try it and maybe start with an Indiana Fever game. Plenty more to get to. A couple more call-ins we're expecting to tonight. I'm just going to leave them as all surprises. Indiana Sports Talk, Network Indiana. Stick around. And let's go up to the Purdue University campus in West Lafayette. We'll try West. It's down to their final strike against New Prairie, and it is now over. And congratulations to the New Prairie Krugers, who just won the 3A Softball State Championship 4-2 over the Tri-West Bruins. Earlier today, the 2A championship game, North Posey, the Vikings, defeated the Andrean 59ers 3-0. And the pitcher for New Posey, Aaron Hone, 
had a no-no today in the state championship game and a walk-off three-run homer in the bottom of the seventh to give North Pose a 3-0 win in the 2A state championship game. Tomorrow, we'll get things going with the 1A game at 4.30, Kasson against Tecumseh, and then the 4A game at 7 o'clock, Penn taking on Ron Colley. The Indiana Fever got their second win of the season, beating the Minnesota Lynx 71-69. Kelsey Mitchell led the team with 22 points. Also in basketball, the Indiana-Kentucky All-Star game with 13.50 to go in the second half of the boys' game. Kentucky leads Indiana 61-46. The girls was won by Kentucky 72-62. Layla Hall for Indiana had 22 points. The Omaha Storm Chasers beat the Indy Indians 6-2. Lansing Lugnuts over the South Bend Cubs 5-4. And right now it's the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, Quad Saves, Rubber Bandits tied at 6th in the 8th. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Thank you, Brad. Thank you to Parker Webster as well. Running the board tonight, making sure our Indiana Sports Talk signal gets to you on all of our fine Network Indiana affiliates. I am Derek Schultz filling in for Bob Lovell today, and we'll be doing so tomorrow night as well. It's been a busy sports night not only in Indiana, but also nationally as um, a lot happening right now on the high school level. Um, We even have some college sports going on with Indiana State trying to make it to Omaha in the College World Series, unfortunately losing that first game, as Brad had mentioned, to TCU 4-1. to Just kind of an unfortunate situation there with ISU where they were slated, of course, to host the Super Regional as the the highest seed left in, in that side of the bracket. And there was a Special Olympics Indiana event in Terre Haute that was going on this weekend that they had committed to hosting. And um, the good news is is that I had read earlier this week that Special Olympics Indiana raised $30 million. Um, or Sorry, $30 million. Um, I think it was $30,000. Sorry about that. Uh, $30,000 for uh, Special Olympics Indiana because of the attention that this got where um, a lot of fans that's on the ISU side or on the t- you know TCU has been gracious in hosting themselves and and you know taking in some of the Indiana State fans but it, it's too bad I mean you talk about a we were talking about missed opportunities when it comes to the popularity surge here lately of women's basketball and the Indiana fever thus far hopefully that's now starting to change in this 2023 season but the last couple of years being unable to take advantage of that surge, uh, it would have been just so great for the folks at Indiana State to be on ESPN this week and have a national audience see them wearing their home blue. It would have been great. It would have been great for the university. They've, they've lost enrollment over the past couple of years. And, look, when, when you're that level um, – Brand-wise, when we're talking about the, the powers in this state, the, the major athletic programs, especially in this state, with Purdue and Notre Dame and Indiana, you know, the, those have brands that uh, all three of those obviously extend beyond just the borders of, of the state of Indiana. A lot of them have brands, especially with Notre Dame, that, that stretch even internationally. And Indiana State, it, it's, it's tough. It's, you know, Larry Bird and... Uh, yeah, I mean, 
They hadn't been to a Super Regional since, well, they didn't have Super Regionals in 86, but they hadn't been that far in the baseball tournament since 86. There's not been a lot else athletically to speak of there. Um, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know what they're known for academically either. Uh, this was a chance for people that don't know anything about Indiana State like me <laughs> to get to know them a little bit more. I, I know Indiana State people, and uh, and I'm big fans of the people there, and, and I've spent a, a good amount of time in Terre Haute. I used to go there when um, the Colts had their training camp there, and I had a buddy who was at Rolls-Holman. Uh, that that is a uh, that th- that was a very different college experience from what I had at IU. Let's just put it that way. Um, from visiting him there on campus, I was kind of like, "Where the where are the kegs? <laughs> what are you what are you guys doing? You guys just study all day. What are you doing?" Um, so it it stinks. It stinks that it worked out the way they did. I'm happy for Special Olympics Indiana that they got the donations that they got and they got the attention that they did. Obviously, that is a uh, a good thing that came out of all of this, but. Unfortunately for Indiana State as a university and as an athletic program, um, it would have been amazing to have this opportunity to have that national audience, even if it was just for two games. And um, instead, they're they're in Fort Worth and uh, fighting for their lives starting tomorrow. They're going to have to win two in a row against the Horn Frogs in order to make it to Omaha and the College World Series. Softball State Finals, uh, while we we're talking Indiana Colleges up at Purdue, they have a great facility up there, and uh, North Posey, our first champion of the four classes, winning in 2A, 3-0 to finish the season 29-0 and with a dramatic walk-off home run. How cool would that be for Aaron Hone to do that? And just as a high school athlete, how cool would it be to hit a walk-off or do anything, you know, hit a buzzer beater, um, score a touchdown in overtime, kick a game-winning field goal, uh, I don't even know what the rest of the – you know, pin somebody in the heavyweight division to give your team the team championship in wrestling. Anything that would qualify as kind of a a game-ending, a championship-ending moment, uh, it would be amazing. It would be something that you, you remember for the rest of your life. Uh, n- not only Aaron with the Vikings, but that entire North Posey team is going to remember this for the rest of their life with what they were able to do. 3 nothing over Andrean, uh, New Prairie, and Tri-West will keep you abreast of what's going on there. And then the two games tomorrow in 1 and 4A, Caston and Tecumseh, 4.30, Penn and Roncalli, 7 o'clock as the Royals try to go for the three-peat for softball crowns. NBA Finals game for tonight. We led the show talking about this. It's been kind of this like 7 to 10, 11-point game the entire night. So Denver hasn't been able to run away from Miami, but the Nuggets still up eight points, two minutes left in the third quarter. And, and this is a game that uh, I, I know we just went through a series in the East where Boston was counted out and then ended up forcing a home game seven, which of course they lost in hilarious fashion. But this is a game that Miami has to win. Miami's not beating this team three times. You, you can beat... The Bucks uh, with a banged up Giannis. You could beat uh, the the Knicks, who have three guys um, and and no one else, and and really the third guy is Julius Randle, who's a little bit hit and miss. Um, you can even find a way to. I, I still don't quite know how they beat Boston in that series, but they 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 won <laughs> that series. They're not doing it against Jokic and and the best player in the world in Jamal Murray. It's it's just it's not happening. Um, so if they want to win this series, they've got to win this game tonight and send it back to Denver even, or else they're not going to have a chance. 
Um, but I kind of talked about it earlier in the show if you're just joining us. I've just had some trouble with this series. Um, the NBA has always been kind of about flash and sexiness. And it, it's unfortunate that we, we kind of train our brains to thinking that players who are just unbelievable all-worldly players – like Jokic, who are great passers and great all-around players, or like Tim Duncan, who was an amazing defender and a fantastic leader and a terrific teammate and and one of the probably 10 to 12 best players to ever play. Why we've like just hardwired our brains to say, well, that's not fun, that's not entertaining, that's not worth watching, and and you know Kobe Bryant is or. Um, LeBron is or you know these other players that are a little more you know Anthony Edwards I'll even take a younger less established guy is and um, and it's too bad because you don't end up appreciating their greatness and I think what we're running into with Jokic is is kind of what we ran into with Duncan where um, even if you don't appreciate his greatness even if you don't take that into account you can't deny it (laughs) at this point you can't I'm approaching this as Denver's going to win this championship. So if and when they do, which is very likely right now, then that kind of erases the what-ifs and the doubts about Jokic. I've always hated attaching team success to individual players um, because there have been a lot of great players who have not won championships, especially in the NBA. Um, but I've never like used that as uh, validation for who they are. Well, they got to, but, but let's face it um, for a, a large majority of people, you need to win that championship to get that validation and to put yourself in that all time talk. And we're so obsessed with this legacy and all this other stuff that we talk about, not only with the NBA, but just with American team sports in general. And, uh, and Jokic will, will answer that and, you can't poke holes in the resume anymore. You know, it's kind of like what we went through two years ago with Giannis. And what's been cool is that if it is Denver, then you'll have Denver, Toronto, and Milwaukee all winning championships in, what, the last five years? And those are franchises that uh, either have never won or had never won or hadn't won in an awful long time. And you thought, the Milwaukee Bucks? They're never winning again. And they did it. I never thought of myself, you know, Denver Nuggets NBA champion. Toronto Raptors NBA champion still sounds weird. <laughs> it's still. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Weird to me that they won. Because I remember when they were expansion, they were 13 years old when they came into the league. It was very, very odd getting used to that distinction. We got plenty more to get to. Another update coming from Brad Huber. Rounding into 1030, halfway through hour number two. It is Indiana Sports Talk Network, Indiana. We have talked high school softball. How about high school baseball? Semi-state games going on tomorrow. In the North, Class 4A at LaPorte. Homestead will play Hamilton Southeastern, 1130 a.m. Eastern. 
Penn and Lake Central will follow. Class 3A at Oak Hill, it'll be Heritage against Frankfurt at 11 a.m. And Drayen and Norwell to follow at 2. At Municipal Stadium in Kokomo, Class 2A Westview against Ileana Christian at 11. Winchester and Delphi at 2. At Loeb Stadium in Lafayette, it'll be Fort Wayne Blackhawk against Marquette Catholic, followed by Westdale and Lafayette Central Catholic. In the south, in Plainfield, Class 4A, New Powell play Castle at 11, followed by Center Grove and Brownsburg. Southridge at League Stadium, 3A, Bishop Chautauqua play Tri-West at 11 a.m. Silver Creek and Evansville Memorial at 2. Mooresville, Class 2A, Covenant Christian will play Brownstown Central at 11 a.m. This is at Pioneer Field. Mitchell will play Heritage Christian at 2. And Class 1A at Rexer Field in Jasper, Shackamack will play Rising Sun at 11, followed by Bar Reeve and Greenwood Christian. Those are all regional semifinals. Championship games will take place in the evening. Softball, North Posey beat Andrean in the 2A championship game, 3 to nothing. Aaron Hohen, the pitcher, had a no-header and a walk-off three-run home run in the bottom of the seventh. She is headed to Michigan. New Prairie Cougars beat the Tri-West Bruins 4-2. New Prairie scored two runs in the sixth to secure that win. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Talk here on Network Indiana. I'm your host, Derek Schultz. I, I just kind of realized, you know, the title of this show is... Indiana Sports Talk, and yes, we talked Indiana Fever, and I, I guess we've done some Indiana things. We were talking about the ISU situation, but we haven't really talked about um, some of the other major Indiana sports teams who are not in action as we speak right now. Uh, I, I suffer from Colts fatigue, so during the summer, like in June and July, that is kind of my off period for the Colts. Like, guys running around in shorts and, and OTAs and minicamp things. Like, I, I think it's the most overblown stuff in the entire world. Everybody looks great. Everybody's in the best shape of their life. Uh, everyone's optimistic about the season. You know, no one right now in any NFL OTA is thinking to themselves, oh, God, we are in trouble this year. Woohoo! We stink. Not a single player thinks that. You know, when Carson Wentz was here two years ago, everybody was probably like, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait. We're going to be great. Go back and read and and listen to some of what was said by Colts players and coaches about Matt Ryan during training camp last year and about what the offense was going to look like and about his leadership. I mean, hell, I wrote a Q&A profile with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's a wonderful guy, just just the nicest guy. And I really, really wanted to see him succeed. But Matt Ryan couldn't play dead last year. I mean, that that was he was gone. It it was it wasn't a decline. It was he was toast. And he's probably never going to play again. So this stuff that we talk about in June and July, a lot of it I just say, eh, and just kind of shrug it off. Now, I'm very excited about Anthony Richardson. I, I've been spending most of this offseason talking myself into a guy that completed, what, like 54% of his passes at Florida. But his athleticism and his ceiling, his attitude, um, all of it is very, very, very intriguing to me. So this is not me saying, oh, the Colts are going to stink this year. I actually don't think the Colts are going to stink this year. I don't. I, I don't think this is going to be some, like, three- or four-win football team like some people are saying. 
Uh, they had a lot of things go wrong last year for them. And they still really, for all intents and purposes, they should have been a six-win team last year. They should have been a seven-win team last year. Because that Houston game in Week 17, they had zero business losing that game. Zero. Thank God they did. Because in the long run, it was far more beneficial for them to lose that game than to win it. They had no business losing that game. It was a 4th and 20, that Hail Mary that they got at the end there. Rodney Thomas, I think, was the one that, that kind of flubbed it. Um, and then the Minnesota comeback, NFL history, <laughs> right? <laughs> Largest one. They're up 33 points. And then the tie against Houston. So, really, you, you take those three games, and, and of course, sure, you could say, well, if you take the Chiefs game and you flip it, yeah, okay. You, you can play that with both wins and losses. But, really, you guys watch that team. I watch that team. That team stunk. And they still should have probably been, at the end of the day, like a 7-10 and 10 football team. It's hard to be bad. It, it's, it's even harder to be really bad. And a team with... DeForest Buckner and Jonathan, even if we're taking Shaquille Leonard out of the equation, let's say Shaq Leonard with the back, let's let's even take him out of the equation. But a team with Taylor and Buckner and some of the, you know, Quentin Nelson who's going to bounce back and I think have a better year and some of the talent that they have on paper, it's, it's not a great roster. And I have the same sort of criticisms and apprehensions about Chris Ballard that you guys did. Um... But it's a it's it's not a two three four win. It's just not. It's it's even with a rookie quarterback, and I think they're going to start Richardson week one, and I think they should. I don't think there's any point in starting Gardner Minshew for four games. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of their time. What does that accomplish? Well, Anthony Richardson is not ready yet. So what? You guys are going to you're supposed to suck anyway, right? Who cares? Who cares? Play Richardson right away. Who cares? You know, if you're worried about winning, the teams that should be worried about winning are the ones that are supposed to contend for playoff bursts. Like, that's when you care about Gardner Minshew. When you have Gardner Minshew on your team and you're 7-5 and five facing a critical November division game, then, yeah, you want to play Gardner Minshew in that game, right? If your other quarterback's hurt or banged up or you don't know if he can go, that's when you use that guy. When you've got a guy like Anthony Richardson who has 13 starts under his belt, he's got to play. And sometimes that means you've got to play and fail and fail spectacularly and then learn from that spectacular failure and improve. So I trust the coaching staff and Shane Steichen and I trust what the Colts are going to do with this. I, I trust how they're going to handle this. But that's my opinion. Just guys sitting in chair in radio station. I, I see no reason why Gardner Minshew should start week one or week two or week three or week four. Go back and you look at, at some of the examples of this uh, in past years. What did the Chargers get from Tyrod Taylor starting two games instead of Justin Herbert? What did the Bears get? out of, was it Andy Dalton? I think it was Dalton, wasn't it, for Justin Fields? What did that accomplish? Fields was your starter by what, week three, week four? Kurt Warner started like six games for the Giants 20 years ago before Eli came in. 
You're telling me that Eli Manning couldn't have started six games? That made a difference? He got that much better after six weeks? And for all the people that point to Rodgers and Favre and Mahomes and Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are so good and so special, I don't know that they needed to sit. You guys think that Patrick Mahomes couldn't have done this if he would have started as a rookie? You guys think that? I don't think that. From the get-go, the guy was special. He was unbelievable from the get-go. And it wasn't because he, well, he learned from Alex Smith. No, he didn't. I mean, sure, I, I Alex Smith is a perfectly fine, capable player and, you know, the playbook. And, look, there are a lot of intricacies to playing NFL quarterback. Okay, fine. But Patrick Mahomes would have been just fine getting thrown in the fire. Would have been just fine. And I'm not even saying that Anthony Richardson is going to be Pat Mahomes or or Aaron Rodgers or any of those guys. I, I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm bullish. I'm optimistic. I'm not going there. But this the the, the conventional wisdom about guys sitting to me, it's just uh, it, there's no reason for it. That's not what I would do. I think having where having Minshew helps is that there's already a relationship there. There's already a bond there because they've been working out together. Uh, before this ever happened, before Minshew was even signed here or, or Richardson was was drafted by the Colts. And Minshew's been around the block, and he's been a capable player, and he's got a lot of starts under his belt and kind of taking him under his wing and communicating some of the things that you need to know to start an NFL game. I, I think all of that is very beneficial behind the scenes. So I'm, I'm not saying that Gardner Minshew has no purpose whatsoever. I think he's got a big purpose. And the signing makes a lot of sense. I think the Colts did a great – I think he's better than five or six NFL starters in week one. Like, I think very highly of Gardner Minshew. But Richardson's got to play. Shane Steichen said it. He's got to play. He needs reps. That's what he needs. He doesn't need seasoning. He doesn't need uh, to, you know – learn the play i mean he needs to do those things but he, he that's not the number one thing that he needs the number one thing that he needs is to get out there and play and get used to the speed of the game and get used to playing quarterback which he's barely done looks great when he does he looks great in shorts but the nfl it's just it's a whole another animal whole different ball game there i just said that i i tune out during the colts Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between in June and July, and then I spent a whole segment on the Colts. So there you go. Once you think you're out, they bring you right back in. We'll transition to something else when we come back. Indiana Sports Talk Network, Indiana. Stick around. Let's start down in Owensboro, Kentucky, the Indiana-Kentucky All-Star Game. 
And getting set to wrap up, Kentucky leads Indiana 90-82 to with 36 seconds left. Indiana went on a 17-0 run to take the 82-81 lead, but Kentucky has gone on a 9-0 run to answer and leads 90-82 to with 36 seconds to go. Earlier today, the girls was won by Kentucky 72-62. Layla Hall led all scores with 22 points for Indiana. These teams will play again tomorrow at Gamebridge Fieldhouse for the girls and boys Indiana Kentucky, the 80th annual Indiana Kentucky All-Star Game. The Indiana Fever, they got their second win of the season, 71-69. Kelsey Mitchell led the team with 22 points. Omaha Storm Chasers beat the Indy Indians 6-2. Lansing Lugnuts beat the South Bank Cubs 5-4. And talk about wild. How about this? In the last two innings, in the top of the eighth, the Fort Wayne Tin Caps scored four runs to take the lead. And then Quad City scored three to tie it at 9-9 in the bottom of the eighth. And now in the top of the ninth, Fort Wayne scores two more to make it 11-9. So a wild game in the Quad Cities between the River Bandits and the Tin Caps. Kokomo, the Jackrabbits beat the Kenosha Kingfish 5-0. The Boys County Bombers beat the Muhlenberg Stallions 9-4. That is collegiate baseball earlier today. North Posey and New Prairie are state champions in IHSAA softball. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Talk Network, Indiana. Thanks for joining us. I'm Derek Schultz. Good on the Indiana All-Stars for the rally, but unfortunately they're going to ultimately end up falling short here in a, in a rough night. Really a rough week for the Indiana seniors, boys and girls, as they are uh, winless so far. Both of them lost to the juniors. Um, the girls were a very, a very one-sided game against the juniors earlier this week and then lost to Kentucky earlier tonight. Um, the boys um, going to end up falling as well. And it's a series that they've long dominated, especially on the boys' side of things, but there's probably a real chance this year that Kentucky um, ends up having a winning record with the uh, the boys and girls' uh, cumulative box score as far as that is concerned. But, uh, you know... I don't know if it's really an indictment on this senior class. I, th- I think the senior class is um, is okay. I, I think it's not a, a great group. Um, unfortunately for me, like in my brain, when I think of the, the great classes of Indiana boys basketball, I always kind of default to the one that I, that I know best from in my time following it, and that's that 2007 group, which had Eric Gordon as Mr. Basketball, but also in that class was Jeff Teague, who went on to a long NBA career from Pike. Matt Howard, who, of course, starred on back-to-back national finalist teams at Butler. Uh, Robbie Hummel, who was a fantastic player at Purdue and would have had a longer pro career if not for some of the injuries. Scott Martin, um, that was an, an um, Etwan Moore. Uh, th- that was an unbelievable, unbelievable group of players that year where you had just with Moore and Teague and Gordon, you had three guys with 12-plus year NBA careers. And two of those still going. (laughs) You know, Jeff Teague just finally his career wrapped up before, of course, going back to his alma mater to coach the Red Devils. So I'm trying not to judge every class based on that class because that was just a a special group. That was a a once-in-a-lifetime 
type group that ranks up there with some of the best classes that this state has ever produced. But um, you still want to see him beat Kentucky. You still want to see him beat Kentucky, and uh, unfortunately that's not going to be the case for these two games tonight. But they shift to Indianapolis, and we'll see if the uh, the girls and boys can get even tomorrow night in the 80th edition of the Indiana and Kentucky All-Stars at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Should be a fun night and uh, a much better crowd than what we saw in Kentucky. I'm just I'm disappointed. Um, there are a lot of things probably beyond their control that are happening down there. It's, it's just an event that um, Kentucky has had trouble getting traction for, and, and Indiana has done a lot of the heavy lifting um, as far as that is concerned from, from Charlie Hall to Mike Broughton. Um, and now um, it, it just doesn't feel like it's a, uh, it's a two-sided event. <laughs> Because down in Kentucky, I'm, I'm watching some of the video from our friends at ISC Sports Network and Greg Rakestraw, hopefully going to call the, the program coming up later on in the 11 o'clock hour to recap some of this game. But it looks like there are three dozen people in the stands. Um, and, and that's too bad. That's too bad. The, the kids deserve better than that to, to play in front of a, a crowd that actually is a crowd. You know, you don't need... Uh, 15,000, but it would be nice if they could play in front of 1,500 for this event um, in Kentucky. And I know that in Indianapolis they will. They'll, they'll probably double or triple that um, at least uh, as far as that's concerned. It's It's been um, a better event the past couple of years as far as, you know, building up the fan attention. And I know it still matters to the kids, and that's good too because this event has great history and a lot of great players have participated in it. And I don't want to see it go away. It's one of the highlights of the uh, the summer. And one of the last times, in fact, the last time that we get to see a lot of these guys wear anything that says Indiana on it or even play basketball in their home state. Rake Straw set to join the show, 11 o'clock hour. Also supposed to hear from Brendan King later on tonight. And maybe Jimmy Cook. Jimmy Cook's mysterious. We don't know if we're going to hear from Jimmy or not either tonight or tomorrow. A couple of surprises in store for hour number two as we round out, or excuse me, hour number three as we round out hour number two. Indiana Sports Talk, Network Indiana. Welcome back as we round out hour number two. Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Derek Schultz filling in. Thanks for joining us wherever you may be. On any one of our fine affiliates across the great Hoosier State, Parker Webster running the board for us, Brad Huber on the updates tonight. And um, it's a beautiful night outside, just a beautiful week, really. It was my, um, today is my parents' 50th wedding anniversary, um, which is pretty cool. We did a, uh, my sisters and I did a surprise party for them. Actually, like downstairs from the studio where we sit right now at the Italian restaurant, Buca, and um, and it was great. It was it was a great afternoon. My my uncle and aunt came down from South Bend, and um, my my other cousins from the Plymouth area came, and then my my other sister from Connecticut came down, and it was um, it was a decent group of us, at least for a Friday afternoon for a surprise party. It was it was difficult to plan because a lot of people have a lot of things going on right now. We've got we have a small family, but they're spread out all over the place. Like I have cousins in you know, I have one set of cousins on my mom's side that are in. Uh, they're four boys, and they are in Santa Barbara, California, Austin, Texas, Philadelphia, and Brooklyn. 
it's very difficult to plan a party for four people that are spread out that way. But we had a special afternoon tonight, and I was walking around downtown earlier this evening. It was just a beautiful evening in Indianapolis, and I'm assuming that's the same wherever you guys are um, right now in, the, in this great state of ours. A couple of things just to, to round out the headlines here real quick because this is one of the shorter segments here. Um, NBA Finals Game 4 going on right now. We'll get a, a, a better update at the top of the hour with Brad Huber, so stay tuned for that. But rounding down and, and winding down, in uh, game four, the fourth quarter, nearing the four-minute mark, Denver's just kept them at arm's length. It's basically been a 7-11 to 11 point game throughout. They're up nine right now, 96-87 on Miami, and really I think would be the death blow on Miami's chances of winning the series because they would have to go back to Denver and not just win t- once but win twice. They have to win three straight against the Nuggets and beat them twice in Denver, which uh, ain't happening. Not going to happen. So if they want to stay alive in this series, they got to find a way here to rally in the last four minutes. Indiana dropping both games, as we mentioned, in Owensboro to Kentucky. Uh, Brad will have the final score for you. They they rallied, the boys did, uh, Indiana with a 17-0 run, briefly took the lead, but Kentucky then uh, put the clamps on that and ended up winning. That series, of course, diverts to Indianapolis for two games tomorrow, girls and boys, as Indiana finds itself in a – uh, an odd position, and that's down 0-2 uh, with both the boys and girls losing tonight. That very rarely has happened in this series in the 21st century. IHSAA softball state finals going on as we speak. Day one of a two-day event. North Posey already a winner. New Prairie and Tri-West will get an update with Brad on what that score is. Cast and Tecumseh in 1A. Penn and Ron Colley in 4A coming up tomorrow. And then Indiana State falling. Game one, Super Regional TCU. Four to one. Final hour coming up next. And we got plenty still more to get to that we haven't even touched on yet. Indiana Sports Talk, Network Indiana. Don't go anywhere.